This Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. So Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Episode of the Productivity is Podcast is brought to you by SaneBox. Clean up your inbox now with SaneBox. SaneBox learns what email is important to you and filters out what isn't. I use it every single day and I'm not alone. It's going to save you from endless interruptions. So give SaneBox a try now. 
Listen to this episode, and you'll get a special code on how you can get a credit for your new SaneBox account. Now let's get on with the show. Sometimes all you really want to do is sit back and make things grow. Once you've watered it, you want to walk away and let things happen. You want to automate and you want to grow. And that's exactly what our guest on today's show did. Automating, growing, and selling is the name of the show because Joshua Latimer has done just that. Joshua left his job as a bank for J.P. Morgan Chase to start a cleaning business in Michigan, which he eventually grew and sold to a California-based cleaning conglomerate in 2015, and now he's living in Costa Rica. Nice. With his four kids and wife, where he helps small business owners from all over the world understand the power of business systems and automation and the freedom that they can bring. He's going to dive into that today. He's also going to talk about largely his business, Send Jim. Uh, He is uh, a founder of that company and uh, it's basically a follow-up automation tool for busy professionals so we dive into that we dive into you know the idea of boundaries we dive into the idea of his sprints how he plans things um how he how he makes this happen how he puts the automation and growth into play and makes it work for him and then how he shows others how to do it because he's he's been successful and uh, if you're going to do anything with successful people is you want to model after them. So let's dive into this now. Here's my conversation with Joshua Latimer here on the Productivityist podcast. I want to talk to you about the the growth of a a new company. You I mean Joshua, you've you you and I want to talk a little bit about Send Gym today and, and you know just productivity in general, but I want to talk about like as you're building something, as you're building this this uh, how long has Send Gym been around first? And then we're going to dive in a little bit about you and, and stuff, but I want to I want to get hit the ground running. So how long has Send Gym been been kind of not just around, but how long has it been like in your brain percolating and now is finally out for the world to see? I'd say that the total life cycle of this thing at this point is about four years from, you know, ideas and drawings and napkins <laughs> to mm-hmm. what it is now, which is, you know, a monetized functioning product and with, with real customers all over the place. Uh, it's been an interesting road, but we're at about the four year mark. Okay. And what for those and everyone now is saying, okay, but what is send gym? Is it just some guy that you send somewhere? And then he just like, is there just one gym? What is this all about? I, I know what it is, but let's dive, <laughs> let's dive into and get into that. And then we're going to talk a little bit about you and, and kind of your journey along the way as you've, as you've gotten into building this, this company. Sure thing. Yeah. Well, what it is, it's, it's, it's a product, it's a software product. It's an app. And originally it was built for our own self in a previous company I had before I sold it. It's one of those classic stories of I built an app to scratch my own itch. Um, and then it kind of evolved into its own thing. And what it does is it sends postcards, letters, greeting cards, gift cards, cookies, brownies, caramels, little small gifts. Um, to people's customers. So maybe you're a plumber or you're a realtor or whatever, really anyone can can use it. You can use your cell phone to send a sequence, a drip campaign of physical things to your customers spread out over the course of like a whole year. And you do that by pushing one button after you set up your sequence. It's just kind of a fun loving thing. And it's a relationship marketing tool. That's what it is. So let's talk about the itch that you've scratched with this, right? Why why was it an itch for you? Like, I mean, I, I see it immediately, the value. I mean, I was actually funny. I was talking to another client just recently, 
and it's something that you know with me being a productivity as coaching uh, i run that this is something that would work well for me too because i mean even though it's a digital service or it's actually it's a, it's done digitally it's virtually done this is still a great way to to kind of do some outreach so why what led you to say you know what this is something that i want to i want to build and then i want to not only build it but now that it's it's growing i want to make sure that i make it you know it's going to be the thing do you know what i mean yeah, for sure. And what happened for me was I had a, a home service company in Michigan. I mean, I got married young, Mike. I started with nothing, had a trailer park. Uh, you know, me and my wife lived in a trailer park, you know, young, naive people. And I, and I eventually started this cleaning company, which is a weird business. Now, the company, you know, scaled and was doing, you know, close to $200,000 a month by the time I sold it. But uh, the first couple of years were straight up pain and suffering. I mean, honestly, we, we struggled big time. We could barely buy groceries sometimes. There's a lot of stress, a lot of friction. And around year three is when I had several light bulbs go off when I was exposed to some different ways of looking at business. One of them was the classic e-myth scenario of working on your business instead of in your business, yep. which really opened up my brain to the idea of systems. And I've, I've known for a while the importance of relationship marketing and customer retention, especially if you have any type of business that repeats your service with your clients over and over. You know, retention is a really, really, really critical thing, and it's a huge blind spot for a lot of companies. So let's say that you get 20 new customers a month, but you have no retention plan. You're not loving on your current customers, your book of business. You're not engaging them, following up with them. What happens is you might be losing 20 on the back end for every 20 that you're getting, and that's how a lot of businesses go flat and they get stuck. And so scratching my own itch was building a system, a very simple way to stay connected with our clients. Because when our company was at scale and we were doing 40, 50, 80, 100 jobs a week, it was getting out of control doing handwritten thank you cards and appointment reminders. I had a little army of high school kids like writing out cards for all these people and because I, I understood the importance of relationship marketing, which is why we had so much success and had so many referrals. Uh, so I built this tool to replace the army of high school kids essentially in the beginning. And it's evolved from there, but in a nutshell, that's what it is. And, and, you know, we had Michael Gerber on the, on the show, uh, you know, talking about his beyond the e-myth, which I thought was, you know, I mean, again, I, that's an area where I'm in as well, where it's, I, I need to scale. There's only so much of me to go around, just like in the same instance with you, there's only so much of you to go around and your team. Why is you call it relationship marketing, which I find it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, when you hear a term like like that, like I mean, I, I, to me, it's it's about you know fostering relationships and stuff like that. But some people kind of get creeped out when they hear terms like that. Like it sounds like okay, like with this, with what you've built here and what you want to do, there, there there's a real authenticity driven behind it. Like why why is it so key to have those like those physical things you know given to people in today's day and age, especially. Well, I think you're making a really good point. And first of all, no, none of the stuff that I'm going to talk about here today will even work at all if you are not a man or a woman of integrity, if you don't genuinely care about your customers and your employees. If, if you have real relationships in real life with people, then yeah, you should have a relationship marketing strategy because this isn't about manipulation. It's not about tricking someone to hire you more. It's about genuine, straight up nurturing of valuable relationships in total authenticity. That's what it is. And most entrepreneurs, they love their customers. Like they're appreciative. They're grateful. I mean, it's a big deal to have customers. Sometimes we forget it. But if I were to ask 10 entrepreneurs, hey, 
Do you value your customers? All of them are going to say, well, heck yes, I value my customers. The problem, however, is that they're not intentional. That's one of my favorite words ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not intentional about having any sort of system, framework, methodology, regardless if you use SendGym. You need to have something in place to stay top of mind with people, to invest in the relationship, to check in with people, to serve them, to love on them. Look, when you do that and it's real and authentic, you just make more money. It's a byproduct of it. You're going to get more referrals, more repeat business. You're going to come back at a higher ticket. That's the way that business works. All business is built on relationships with people that you know, like, and trust. So it's critical to have something in place. But the, the problem is that it's a lot of work. Like it's logistically, it's, it's very confusing if you have a service company or you have customers coming and going all the time to have something consistent that you can rely on. And that's, that's what this software does for you is it makes it very, very simple. It reduces that, that process down to a button. But irregardless, I think it's about tensionality, not manipulation. And you need to be doing something. Uh, most people are doing nothing. Well, one of the things that you touched on was intention. And that's a big word for me too, because I believe productivity is about intention plus attention. And uh, what SendGem does, uh, from what I can see, I've not used it yet. I'll be forthright and upfront about that, although it definitely is compelling to me, especially considering the kind of work that we're doing here at Productivityist. Uh, what, what I like is that it, it gives you the ability to pay attention to those intentions. Let's talk about systemization in general. How have you systemized, not just, you know, obviously what you're doing in business, but do you take that and carry it over into other aspects of your life? Like the idea of systemizing? Yeah, that, that's a great question because some people think this is crazy what I'm about to tell you, but I systemize the relationships with my wife and kids. No, 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 <laughs> not, no. Nope, I get not, it. Not, I'm not a robot. I'm one of the funnest guys to hang out with ever, right? But I'm also very busy, very driven. I have a lot of things going on, like like you and everybody listening to this probably. Um, so I have to put barriers in my schedule. That's what being intentional is. It's a system. It's a mechanism. It's a methodology for me to be present with my kids. Every week I have Sawyer Sunday with my youngest son. I have Maverick Monday with my oldest son. I have Tucker Tuesday with my middle son. I have a baby girl named Finley and she's only one, but she gets Finley Friday, right? Date night is on Saturday at 5 p.m. It's the way it is. I don't violate those things. And if you don't uh, have intentionality and saying, all right, you know, I'm going to put these, these immovable, you know, buckets in my week, these spots to fill up, you know, uh, time with my kids or with my wife, then I'm going to, I'm not going to get around to, I'm not going to do it. And all the intention of wanting to be a better husband in the world isn't the same as actually executing and making sure that you're there and there's consistency. It's highly valuable. And it's not about being robotic, like I said. It's just about being organized with your life. That, is, I mean, I, I think that's the exact answer you're looking for. I'm and, and, and you know what? It is. Here's what's interesting. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go in a in, not in a different direction, but we're gonna d- dive into that bit deeper because you talk about those those days and how you've blocked those off. Um, again, we haven't really had a chance to talk before this. In fact, you know, as we were getting on the show, you know, and, and you know what, we'll be, we'll, uh, to be completely upfront, you know, there's a lot of times where you're interviewing and, and talking with people about podcasts and you get to know them just during the, the course of, of an episode of an interview. And you talked about the idea of, of basically allocating days for your children and for different aspects of your life. We, we here at Productivityist and the methodology I've come up with is called the Now Year Method, where we theme our days. It's one of the critical components of it. So every day gets an overarching focus. And what's funny is that when I talk to people about this, 
and, and you're now one of them, is that a lot of people don't recognize that 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 they're already kind of doing aspects of that method when they're theming their time. Like you, like Finley Fridays and all these other days. I mean, you you've themed that time so that they get your overarching focus. Do you have you the days that you didn't mention where your kids? I mean, unless if you have seven kids, then you're going to have to name them after every day of the week, right? You're going to have to have that alliteration <laughs> going on. But those days right. that aren't themed, you know, like the like the. Uh, like with with your kids, do you have overarching focuses on those days of the week as well, or do you kind of schedule yourself in a bit of a different fashion on those days? Well, I don't have other aspects that are that solid because mm-hmm. I'm involved in many projects and, and my schedule is relatively elastic. You know, I have a podcast, I have a digital product, I have some private Facebook groups that we run, I have my software business, I do speaking, I do a bunch of different stuff. And so sometimes, you know, there's ebbs and flows to the way that my schedule works, right? Sometimes (laughs) it can be a total mess, but, you know, my focus is on progress, not perfection. I believe all these things have to be elastic to some degree or else you're just going to abandon it and and feel hopeless, right? Um, So the other days of my week, yeah, what I do is I do week-long sprints. I use uh, a variety of methods. I have, you know, task management tools I use. I have a little productivity planner, which is a great little resource uh, that helps you just, you know, line up. The, the most important things for that day and then check them off the list and kind of keep you focused. Which, um, which planner do you use? It's called the productivity planner. It's the ones, it's the one, the five minute journal folks. I think it is. Yep. Yes. And yep. I did, I didn't realize that until recently. I, I bought this a long time ago. Um, I didn't know anything about the company, but I think it is that company. Yeah, it is. It was a kick. I think it was initially a Kickstarter and uh, uh, the guy, they're based out of Toronto, actually. So another Canadian, another Canadian company. As a Canadian, I'm I'm very proud that they've got. Yeah, the productivity planner is quite cool. And and you're and so do you use digital tools as well to help manage this kind of stuff, or is it generally a paper based planner that you use? I love writing stuff down. Like as I'm talking to you right now, I have a journal open mm-hmm. up with a whole page of notes for one of the accountability groups I'm in. Um, and I'm not perfect at this stuff. Like I'm not. Like it's a struggle. I'm not naturally organized. I have to. I have to actually put effort forth to, to do this. And so it's not always perfect, but I like a good old fashioned pen and paper, but uh, there's tons of digital tools that my team and I use. I mean, my life is like this, this mess of uh, Slack and Skype and Trello and Zapier and, you know, autoresponder. We have all these different ways we communicate depending on what project, but for me personally and what I'm going to focus on, I think the simplest way ever is just to to make a list each day and, and try to check off the list. We're going to take a break from the action right now, and I'm going to dive back into things with Joshua in a second. But first, I want to talk to you about the sponsor of this episode of the Productivity Podcast, and that sponsor is SaneBox. I've been using SaneBox for a while, and I recently just upped my level of support to the lunch level because I've just really enjoyed what SaneBox has to offer. SaneBox is a way to manage your email through automation and, and, and allow you to really get into email where you need to be and get out of it as quickly as you can. Because a lot of email that comes in, you don't really need to be checking, uh, at least not as often as you are. And a lot of the messages that go into your inbox really don't need to be looked at every time you go in there. You know, you don't really want to be spending time in your email inbox that you don't really need to be spending in it. And, and SaneBox cleans up your inbox. It learns what email 
is important to you, and then it filters out what isn't. So I see a lot of emails come in to my inbox every single day, uh, and and what happens is is through time, as Samebox has learned which emails are important to me and which ones aren't. So when I look at my Sane Later folder, those are all the emails that kind of filter into the background, and the ones that remain in my inbox are the ones that I really, really should take a look at. And then you can create some other folders as well. For example, I'm about to prepare for a trip overseas and there's a sane vacation uh, filter that allows me to put things into the so that I don't see them until after I'm done my vacation. So there's that. There's so many cool little filters that Sanebox has to offer. In fact, if I check them out right now, I've I've used my three mail workflow before, which you've probably heard me talk about. Uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, you've definitely heard me talk about it in in bonus episodes. But some of the cool things that 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 allows me to do is is it it allows me to to move email into a folder called Sane Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever. And what happens is I get emails snoozed until 10 a.m. on that specific day. And what happens is instead of me having to go into that folder, which is what I used to do before I used SaneBox, is it pushes it back into my primary inbox. There's also a really cool feature called Slain Black Hole. So when you unsubscribe from spam, sometimes what happens is it puts you on a list. Like there's that unsubscribe actually can do that. Uh, it's not the most ethical way of making things happen, but it does happen. Slain Black Hole allows you to drag unwanted subscription or unwanted mail in there, and it goes away. Future ones will go straight to the trash. There's Sane News, which is for all your newsletter and email lists, but there's a few others. Again, you can Sane Vacations, one I'm using where I can snooze my emails until vacation's over. Sane Not Spam, anything that's in your spam folder, you can rescue from it. And then there's Sane No Replies. Anything that you've sent and haven't received a reply, those emails are marked as unread. And the three default folders you get are Sane Later, which I mentioned earlier, Sane Archive, which are your oldest emails, and things automatically move there, and Sane No Replies. Now, I'm using the lunch version of this account, uh, but there are there's the snack version, there's a few others, and you're going to get uh, a $25 credit when you uh, go to this URL, sanebox.com slash Vardy, V-A-R-D-Y. It'll be linked in the show notes as well. But you check that out, you're going to get a $25 credit to apply to a SaneBox account, a new one. So you can check that out. Uh, I've been using SaneBox for a while. I've only in the past couple of months really dove deep into some of the advanced features by implementing my three-mail workflow in it. I've saved a ton of time, and I'm not spending as much time in email as I was before. I was already pretty limited. Now I'm I'm whizzing through email like nobody's business. So I highly encourage you to check out SaneBox. Again, go to SaneBox.com slash Vardy, and you'll learn all about what SaneBox has to offer. Now let's get back to the show. What fascinates you, just in general? Like, I mean, you know, talking about business life, like, I mean, the the element of delight and fascination doesn't, in, in a busy world, when you're moving so quickly and yet deliberately, you're driven, right? We, we talked about that. What are the kind of things that fascinate and delight you? Oh, man, I am a very curious person, as you probably are, too. I, I think because I, I lived in Costa Rica for over the last year, one of the things that fascinates me the most right now are the cultural self-limiting beliefs based on uh, different parts of the world, like economically with business, the way that entrepreneurship is viewed. Uh, I just kind of thought it was black and white and this is reality and you know anybody can do anything. Of course you can start a business and succeed. You just do this and this and it might be hard, but you keep going. And I've just learned that that's not true and that people have 
all kinds of weird views. So I think uh, economic and business paradigms on a mental level, like the, the lens that we look at entrepreneurship through, I've learned is very different depending on where you are in the world. What kind of stuff do you do in terms of reading? Do you spend a lot of time just reading blog posts or you're reading books? Anything that's kind of stuck out, uh, you know, over the past few months that you've read, they're kind of like, you know, this has been, this is going to be a, a, either a bit of a game changer for me, or it's going to, I could see this, you know, kind of resonating in the back of my mind for years to come. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. I, I consume a lot of podcasts. Uh, I love podcasts <laughs> and I do read books too. I have a book uh, sitting right here in my office called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Yep. It's about focus. I mean, you, the first page of the book, you open it and it says, there's this Russian proverb, which <laughs> I thought was hilarious. I didn't know there was Russian proverbs. Anyway, <laughs> and it said, if you if you chase two rabbits, you'll catch neither one, right? That was cool. That Just to give you an idea of that book. But I heard an interview with a guy named Greg McCown, and he's an yeah, author yeah. of the book Essentialism. And the subtitle of that book blew my mind in a good way. It's like, it's amazing. And the subtitle is the disciplined pursuit of less that blew my mind. And probably because I'm at a stage in my career, my life where I'm really going a hundred miles an hour, you know, redlining at times with, you know, what my mental bandwidth can take and, and, and all of the things coming at you and really starting to realize that to, to level up in business, you have to become more disciplined and saying no to stuff. Mm. And you can't have everything all at the same time. You just can't. You can't. And it's, it's kind of a rude awakening in, in a way, but it's also really refreshing. It's an amazing concept. Everybody loves that book. Obviously, you've heard of it as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. What steps are you taking to become more essentialist? One of the big ones is accountability accountability. So uh, a lot of entrepreneurs I work with, I work with a lot of like brick and mortar hometown, like family businesses. And these people start businesses because they don't want a boss, right? Like it's like (laughs) when you're 18 years old, you're rebellious. You want nothing more than to be the master of your own destiny. And so you start a business, maybe you have a lawn care company, but now it's 10 years later and you're doing a half a million in revenue and you kind of got something. But what happens is you, it's sometimes people never figure out that the highest achievers in the world crave accountability. Because for me, we talk about execution, making a list. Nobody's going to actually do this stuff consistently if there's not some level of accountability in your life, unless you're just a superhero rock star. But most of us aren't like that. So you have to be uh, sharing your goals and your sprints and your vision with other people that are like-minded, that'll support you in it. And you have to be accountable to, to doing what you say you're going to do. It's a huge thing. You know, it's like a gym membership. You know, if you go work out with a buddy every day, you're going to go because you don't want to leave him there by himself and look like an idiot and not show up. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and yep, you can yep. use the same stuff in business and it's very powerful. What's uh, uh, to keep going along that track? What's one thing that you said no to that took recently that, or, or even if you have gotten to this point yet that you really struggled with turning, turning down or turning aside. Maybe oh, man. I'm going to get in trouble with this one, but I got offered to um, co-author a, a book with a, a very, very famous business author. Um, it was going to be a huge financial and time commitment to pull it together and to make it happen. And after long deliberation, I decided not to. And it was it was an extremely hard decision, but I, I really knew at the time that it just wasn't a good fit for what I was trying to make happen this year in my life. And, you know, it, it was a painful thing. You know, I think saying no to things there's pain involved, especially at least yeah. at first, at least when you first start doing it, you know, in my case. 
my sister works for a billionaire. Uh, she's an executive assistant. She doesn't have a business or anything, but she's a really sharp girl. And you know, this guy's schedule is down to 15 minute increments for the entire day. He has three executive assistants, and you know, he says no to like 673 things per hour, right? Like through him and his team, because he has to, because to be worth five billion dollars, he can only, you know spend his mental bandwidth on those high, high, high level relationships and activities. And me being a, you know, way down the chain from that, I have to do the same thing in a smaller way to begin that process. What boundaries have you put in place to kind of help you with that process? Because I know for me, one of the things that I, I'm a people pleaser, so I like to be able to, and actually it's funny, a, a book deal, uh, we're talking, we're, you know, we're talking a couple months ago now, a few months back where I was going to be having a, a book deal and I turned it aside after already agreeing to do it, I actually backed out, which is even more painful because now you've said yes, and then you know your integrity and your and your uh, you've got you've got to build that trust back up, which is which I mean. So I'm you know one of the things that anyone listening here like take that time. You took the time to sit back and say no. I I basically jumped at it without properly assessing it, which you right. think which you think as a productivity guy I wouldn't have done, but you know again ego kind of got in the way. Let's talk about some of the boundaries that, you, that you've set up so that you can make it easier to say no. Like one of the things I've done is if people want to book a time with me, and you actually came across this when you were booking the episode, you, I don't, we don't do an email dance back and forth to book an episode. There's a link and you click on the link and there's only one specific day at this. Actually, when you booked, uh, there were there was three days that were possible. Now that I've I've batched it and gotten ahead far enough, there is only one day of the week where anyone can book to be on the podcast. And I mean, and that's just something I've set up because I need to have that ability to focus on certain activities on certain days. Do you have anything in place that kind of allows you to have the boundaries be set so that you sometimes don't even need to think about that so that emotion doesn't come into play, which which is often what can cause you to say yes when you should be saying no? Yeah, I think it's important to break a day into sprints, right? So a couple of the things I do is I'm trying to do a much better job and be more aggressive at delegating things. Um, the less low, lower level activities I have to deal with, the less distraction, that's a huge boundary for me because the more I have my email open, the more I'm just doing busy work, so to speak, the less productive I'm being. I, there's only certain things, there are certain things in my company that I can only do, the certain relationships, the strategies, certain things. I need to spend most of my time there. So that's one is delegating and giving people around you permission to not be perfect, but take over responsibilities in your life so that you can, you know, begin to, to level up, not to repeat myself 400 times, but that's really how I see it is leveling up, you know, as a business person, as an entrepreneur. Uh, the other boundary is I shut everything off. So if I need to focus on something, I just turn it off. You know, I have super powerful shiny object syndrome. <laughs> if, I, if I see if I see the Facebook you know notification come or I get a message or an email, I it's like irresistible. It's completely captivating. I have to look at it. So if there's something I need to do in my my schedule, I literally just turn it off. I shut it off. I'll turn the internet off on my computer and, and write a blog post or write something for a magazine. I'm going to put it or whatever. Uh, cause for me, <laughs> it's the only way I'm going to be able to knock it out in, you know, in a short period of time. Let's, let's get into send Jim a little bit more before we wrap up. So, you know, who, who's the ideal person, you know, in your mind to kind of give send Jim a go. And, and then finally, why Jim? <laughs> so let's, let's unpack all, that first. Yeah, let's unpack that first. 
I totally should have called this send Josh, right? Because I'm like the face of the company. I do videos. Right, I do right. interviews. About, I should have done it. But the, the logic behind it at the time, and now we're just kind of rolling with it, is you don't have time to follow up with all of your customers. But Jim does, so send Jim. And he's kind of like the quintessential everyman, you know, just that nameless guy who can go get the job done for you, follow up, do the appointment reminders, do the relationship marketing. We're trying to personify the software a little bit. That was why we did it. So I should have called this in Josh, though. Uh, but our ideal customer for it is really, this is going to sound really bad. And this is one of my problems as an entrepreneur is it's our product is for anybody that has a customer mm. that they need to stay engaged with. And that's great and horrible all at the same time because yeah. it's, it's yeah. too broad. It's, it's like, it's so applicable. It's hard with our marketing efforts to really have it hit home for different vertical markets and different niches. And, you know, we're working through that, you know, but we're kind of going one vertical at a time. We have a lot of realtors using it. Insurance agents use it. Any, any kind of home service, anybody that has a repeat service where you need to remind people to come back. Like we have oil change places using our product because one of the cool features about it is you can take a picture and send a postcard and on the postcard is on the front of the card is that picture so for example you get your oil change the technician just snaps a picture hits send and it will send you a, a card with your own car on the front of the card saying hey bring in your nissan to get your oil change it's been three months uh, stuff like that so it's a very flexible product it's it's applicable to a lot of different industries so that's a harder question to answer is who the perfect avatar is so we now know that it should have been called Send Joss, kind of like Productivityist. <laughs> when I think about that name now, uh, you know, I mean, it was coined during a, a podcast episode and then everyone started talking about it. And now it's one of the biggest things where I run into where it's like, how do you spell that again? Productivityist. <laughs> how does that work? Um, yes. jo Josh, where can, uh, so people want to give Send Jim a try. Where do they go? And where can they find you online so that they can kind of dive in and, and, you know, maybe, maybe not interrupt you? And, and, and know which days of the week that they can, but also just to learn more about you. Well, you can go to my website, automatejosh.com. Uh, and that has kind of links to all my stuff and, and all that. If you want to try Send Jim, for, you know, because you think maybe it could work for you, just go to the app store on your cell phone and search for Send Jim, you know, J-I-M. And you can start a free account and you can actually send yourself a, a box of uh, brownies for free, along with the greeting cards. You can kind of see, you know, what these things are like and kind of understand the feel uh, totally for free. So just go to the app store, search for it, create a free account, hit a couple buttons and it will get you some brownies fatten you up. Now, now, does this work worldwide or just U.S.? U.S. Canada? Just the U.S. Just the right. U.S. Just the U.S. US. Which okay. I have tons of Canadian friends because yeah. I'm from Michigan, and they're very upset at me about this. They're, we get a <laughs> lot of requests from Canada, some from Australia, New Zealand, you know, all the other westernized countries. But Canada, the Canadians are, are not happy with me. But well, we'll, we'll... Awesome. Awesome. Well, good to know. Most of my audience is American, so if you're American, then take advantage of that offer. Joshua, thanks so much for joining me today. Big thanks to Joshua Latimer for joining me on the show today. You can look at all the things we discussed and probably a few more might sneak in there as well over in our show notes uh, for the podcast. Big thanks to SaneBox for sponsoring this week's episode of the show. You can head over to SaneBox.com slash Vardy to get a $25 credit off of any new account. I highly recommend you give SaneBox a look today. And if you want to get more from Joshua Latimer off of some of the bonus content that we put together 
a completely different episode, something that's exclusive to Patreon supporters, then you can become a Patreon supporter. Head over to patreon.com slash productivityist and check out all the perks that we have to offer there, including some really cool bonus materials such as some of the products that we offer and and just some extra extra community that you can have where you can talk about bonus episodes, talk about productivity within our very own Slack community. So head over to patreon.com slash productivityist to learn more about that. And if you can't support the show, that is cool as well. Just go into iTunes or whatever podcast aggregator you're using to listen to the show and give me a rating or review. John Polstra, the podcast producer and myself, look at all the feedback. We want to make the show better and leaving ratings and reviews definitely helps with that. Thanks to all of you for listening this week. I really, really had a great time, and I, I thank you for joining me. Until next time, this is Mike Vardy, host of the Productivityist Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. This episode of the Productivityist Podcast was brought to you by SaneBox, email management for any inbox. I'm a big user, big fan of SaneBox, and now you can give it a try too. Head over to SaneBox.com slash Vardy to get a $25 credit off of a new account. Let's bring some sanity back to your email. Give SaneBox a go. We'll see you next week.